Hello and welcome to My Dead Parents. I am Brie Helders, and today we have Britt Lucas. Say hi, Britt. Hey. <laughs> Britt's just realized she's from Australia. I didn't know. <laughs> I know now. Um, why are you here? I'm here because I have a dead parent. Yes, you do. Yeah. I'm sorry for your loss. It's okay. It happens. It does, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a dead dad. I have a dead dad. Recently. Yeah, we're coming up to a year and a couple of days. Holy guacamole. Mm-hmm. I just had, as you know, I just had my one year. You just had yours? Really recently, yeah. It's like um, a thing. It's a, it's a definite thing. I you was, like look to it. Yeah. Yeah. I looked, yeah. you know what? You I like see it in the distance. You're like counting it down. It's mm-hmm. almost like New Year's a birthday. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to fucking have uh, rituals that I'm not going to do. I'm going to be mm-hmm. a year older. And now it's like this looming fucking, I don't know. Yeah. 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 It, um, I, I've talked to so many people about their one year and didn't know if I should like plan something. I didn't expect to not have any family around me the day that it happened. I didn't have my sister. Nothing. No, she was in Japan and really like not easy to, she wasn't in, she wasn't traveling in a way that it was easy to just be in contact with her all day. I, we didn't even, I don't think even talked on the day much, um, there were like some text exchanges mm-hmm. and, and people that obviously knew my situation and reached out to me and stuff. But yeah, I, I mean, it's like, do you celebrate it? Do you ignore it? Like it's, it's, I'm just about to do it. My sister's actually coming into town. Her birthday is oh, the day yay. before. Oh no. So yeah, she's, she's oh, actually no. got a, she's a florist and has a job this weekend. She's like, I'm coming to LA the day before my birthday. Then the day after is our dad's and so she's like well we'll spend it together and I was like that's kind of perfect yeah but his birthday was a week ago and no we didn't nobody talked nobody talked nobody talked I messaged my mom the next day but because it's like the day ahead in Australia yeah like I was like didn't message no I didn't message my brother or her or anyone nobody talked out of I guess wow just like dealing with it you just don't know like I don't know I messaged the day after a bunch of love hearts but you just I almost don't want to talk about it then like I don't know yeah, it's weird how, like, you just don't know how you're going to deal with it, I think. I I thought so extensively about, like, what I was going to be like on the day. And then, and I just had, there was all this stuff that I'd thought for months, like, oh, I'll probably eat Italian food and mm-hmm. drink amaretto yeah. and do all these things for him. And I think ultimately I'll reach a point of, like, this is the thing I do every year for my pups. That like, that's what I thing. do. But on the first one, I just was, like, a wreck and was, like, someone... I, I like sorted out my kid being watched. I spent mm-hmm. like four hours in the middle of the day with her, but like the morning and the evening, I was like, I would actually really love one for her to not see whatever kind of breakdown I go through. And then I don't hide my emotions from her no, largely, but to, a point, but to yeah. a point, like if I'm having just a really like insane day, like she doesn't need to see that. And then also like, it's nice to not for once have the responsibility of totally. of single parenting on you know when I'm going through something and, and 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 just also like loving myself enough to give me the freedom to just like feel that. feel this yeah. on my own like I deserve that Absolutely. so so I did that and then I, I thought I was going to do all these like meaningful things or all these things I wanted to do maybe go to the grave even though I don't mm-hmm. you know I don't feel a personal connection to the body yeah or like, any, or like you know the casket or whatever but there were all these things I want to do. And then I ended up like 
fast forward several hours and I'm like at Saddle Ranch on Sunset riding exactly a fucking mechanical bull. No, like my friends <laughs> asked me like because my dad's birthday is on the 5th of July, which is technically the 4th year. So everyone's yeah. partying and I was kind of like a couple days before, don't know if I want to party, don't know if I should be drinking and like you know in that environment because I'm going to wake up and feel awful and it's going to be his birthday yes and then I was like you know what like thought about him massive party man massive entertainment man like I was like what would he do have a fucking party (laughs) and so what we did was have a fucking party at our house and that was on his birthday here technically in Australia and I felt great about it I woke up feeling phenomenal about it like if a hangover could be glorious that's what it was yeah I didn't feel bad that's great yeah. It's also crazy that like every every do you feel like you're like dealing with it twice? I'm having like you're like fourth and fifth. It, I'm dealing with it. It was I thought that it would be a fourth and fifth. It yeah. was just the fourth. Just the fourth. It was knowing that my family in Australia was dealing with it at mm-hmm. that time. I thought I would have a fourth and fifth, but I just had a fourth. Oh, good. So it was like again, you don't know. Like this whole thing is you don't know. Like I, I even the first 6 months was so numb. Yeah. Like so numb and in a like everything was numb. Like all the things that I do is numb. Like food's weird and movies are weird and friends are weird and music vibe was nothing. Yeah. Like it was all very strange and I was like not sad about him. I wasn't feeling anything. Yeah. And then there was like uh, like about ex- almost six to seven months on the dot, I was like f- like turned on a song and was like, oh, here, oh I hear oh, things again. And the sky is blue again. And I'm like it was just like a taste. And then it wow. didn't get any further than that for another three months and I was like okay well I was excited for like life to come back again and I'm Mm -hmm. glad to have this chat with you now and not then because I was like don't know when it's all going to come back and as of late I'm become the most sensitive person to everything yeah I've blown up at my housemate I'm upset at anything that comes my way everything is so raw and I'm like think I'm quite a strong person usually and Mm -hmm. I can like cope with what's given me but this is I'm finding like shit hard not I'm not sad, just shit is like really getting to me deeper than usual. So it's like yeah. I had no I had so much filter on me and now everything's just been stripped bare. So like anything could affect me. Yeah. Grief is such a weird thing in that so way. Odd. In that like other things that are painful that we all that we all mm-hmm. go through, breakups and um I don't I don't know other other things don't necessarily like bleed into everything Mm -hmm. in the same way that grief does grief like like you're like grief makes food tasteless oh everything grief was like just destroys it and i'm i'm the same way of just like i i of heartache will make me like sick to my stomach and will make me like it affects me hugely and makes me really sad made me the worst but but like grief is like a whole other beast like I've never been so unable to like function it was like turning off the machine yeah absolutely I was going through the notions let's turn it just got turned off and I was like the most driven the most excited about I like stayed happy the whole time which was even more interesting I am quite a happy being and I didn't lose that but I lost like the excitement everything just wasn't exciting anymore and I was like all right that's fine things have been very exciting for 26 years so I don't I've never had a big lull in my life I've mm. gone through some shit and it still hasn't brought me down it was just like turning off like the car yeah yeah, yeah I can make sense of that but the car's still there the car still works it's just like doesn't want to drive right yeah, now, yeah, yeah if that makes sense so did you like after it happened did you never have like a, a full like breakdown from it or uh, did you break down and then like 
as you were going through life, like then everything shut off. I think I went into like survival mode and it was from, from the minute from, it happened. like to the minute that it happened. I like, you know, the, we found out in the morning, my mom and I like at six or five in the morning, straight away, grabbed a bottle of wine, had a cheers, celebrated him. Then I started getting pretty drunk and mm-hmm. just like trying to cope with it. My sister had just landed from New York, so she missed it, which was brutal. So my brother was there in the morning as well. He was living with us and I had flown back from Australia for his birthday a couple of weeks before. So I was yeah. in town, which is crazy timing. So yeah. I'm happy that I was there and um, got pretty drunk on champagne. There was a lot of cheeses, a few tears. And then I passed the fuck out and woke up to my best friends from childhood all just being at my house. Wow. And I actually know, you know, what happened before that is my mom said, I don't want to go get the things from the hospital. And I was quite drunk at the time. And I said, I'll get them. <laughs> and my sister's like I'm 14 years old. And she's like, babe, are you sure that you can go do that? I was like, no, I've got this. I'll go get it. And I was like, ran into the hospital being like, had been there so much was like, saw the nurses I knew. I was like, which I'm going to his room. I'm just going to get his things. And I ran there before they could catch me and just like walked into like a new empty room. And that's when I was like, Whoa. okay, like time it's that, you know, you just got to move on. Yeah. It's world a just new, keeps. It's a, it's a new room for somebody else now. And I was like, that had been his room for a while. And I was like, okay. How long had he been in there? Yeah. Oh, so we didn't even discuss like what, how did he die? He, I mean, there were so many things. So I can't even tell you which one it was. He had a kidney transplant when I was eight years old and that lasted mm. 10 years he like got a lot of life out of that which is amazing from his best friend which is oh, also amazing. such a beautiful relationship he'd known yeah. the guy since he was 12 and he has a weird blood type and so did he so what's his blood type o type yeah o positive. Are you o positive yeah baby yeah. So, are you o as well no i'm an a oh yeah i was gonna offer you uh, my, my organs yeah i was like yeah. I, I need that all my friends i'm like be careful i might need your kidney one day i mean i technically i can i think because i think o positive can give to everybody but o negative or something like i that? think he was an o negative Ooh, so that's the like, roughest one. It's like the hardest one to find. Mm-hmm. And he luckily had a childhood friend that was willing to do that for Amazing. him, which was so, so beautiful. And that's like such a hard thing. So he had a gorgeous 10 years on that. So I think that was great. And then, mm-hmm. you know, there was shingles and a whole bunch oh, of shingles. Yeah, is a beast. It's hard when you're not well. Like yeah. he wasn't well, he had things, he didn't exercise. That's something I've taken from the whole thing. Like he was, a, you know, a party man. We ate what we wanted, drink what you want. It wasn't it. like we're not the family that goes for a run. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I am like maybe I need to take a little better care of myself. I'm, I haven't grown yeah. up in that environment. Um, but there was a lot of fun, so I yeah. don't regret that. Um, but, yeah, there were a few. There was like at least I can think of four to five scares of like this is it. Oh, wow. And he defeated them all. And so on this time, we thought, and he was like 74 and not well. So you think eventually, like my mom was taking care of him for the last three years, like as a caretaker. Yeah. He kind of couldn't walk and take care of himself at that point. So, Mm -hmm. but mine completely there. Like sharp as a whip. Yeah. Like he that's was like. That's hard. Sometimes that's harder. It, well, it is because, but it's also lovelier because yeah. like to, I couldn't, because he was so intelligent and so bright. Yeah. If I had lost that, that would have broken my heart. Like. Yeah. But and I, that's also yeah. something that like, I mean, I know 
I wouldn't want my kids to see me that way. And I know a lot of people are that. Some people are like, I want to lose my fucking mind first because I want to not be afraid of dying. And I have friends like that as well. Like a lot of my friends are much older than me and they're like, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Here's the dream. (laughs) I get dementia. We move to Palm Springs. Brianna's driving me around in a golf cart like that. And got to take the care of me now. Take care of me when I'm (laughs) fucking psycho and I'm on martinis until I die. Like, which also sounds great, but I also can respect like just really not wanting your kids to see you lose it and mm, totally. my father was like that like he died so my father died in his sleep and his whole jam was like I don't he didn't want people to mm-hmm. see him like go this. physically he mm-hmm. didn't want people to see him go mentally and yeah. that was like he talked every time the subject of death came up he was like I I just want to go in my sleep yeah and and be myself like my that dad was, also died in his happened. sleep he did die yeah, in his sleep? Yeah, we said goodbye <sighs> that night. And I actually, it was, it was weird because it was one of the nights my sister was coming home and I was like, I want to stay here tonight. Yeah. I just had a feeling that I wanted to stay. I'm glad I didn't. I don't think I could have handled it. Like, yeah. I think, uh, like, at that time, me, that was like, I'm strong. I can. I think waking up to see that would have broken me. I think I yeah. had, like... Like, if you'd been laying there and woke up and I, he was gone. I didn't go back and see him. Like, yeah. I, my, they asked if my mom wanted to see him. She said no. I think, like, it's like we're very strong to an extent. Yeah. Like, we, why it caused more pain. You know your limits. I know my limits. I know yeah. how I can survive beyond this. I know what I am mm-hmm. capable of. That's really smart. And that was not something her or I could do or either of my siblings. It was, like, yeah. to let go and process it and be okay with what's gone on. And I think it was, like, a lot of stress less for all of us because we've been – like, my sister's lived in America for the last six years. I've been there for the last three living away from a sick parent you just feel so fucking guilty oh all the time all the time like you're not there like it could be any minute you're gonna get that call like Mm -hmm. you know what she did i lived i lived 30 miles from my parents like i'm from i'm from la basically i'm from la county still hard and i still felt guilty it's any it's just not living like right in the same home in the house yeah and i and i sometimes would go a long time without seeing them because just life absolutely i mean they could have been up the road and you still would have felt guilty because you would have just been busy with life you could have fallen asleep and it happened and you feel guilty yeah. like it, there is no right or wrong in this situation but like I know that was hard on her yeah of course and also her arriving and missing that super hard yeah and um I'm I feel very lucky that I was there just by yeah. chance just by birthday birthday was great just by birthday just by birthday um, that's have you have you like talked to people about like timing and all of and of like there are so many people that believe and there's so much evidence that like people kind of when they know they're going they kind of choose when to go i saw it in his eyes yeah like he again had like survived so many times and Mm -hmm. they had told him like you are gonna die basically and um because he was on dialysis for his kidneys at that point because they weren't working and his results were so shit the week before and they were just like, you know, letting us know what's going on and the results came back that he's okay. He's got this. Like, he's going to survive. And I remember I weirdly cooked his last meal for him. I feel like I killed him with the fucking latkes that I made. I know. I was like, oh, I'm going to make him luck. We call them rushdies, even though they're luck because my mother's yeah. Jewish. But I made him this and I brought him them to him and he was on dialysis at the time and his um, doctor was like, these are amazing results. Like, he's probably going to make it through. And my mum and I went for a wine after that. But I was feeding him these. And I was like, I made you these. And he was so tired and depleted. And he ate them out of – I don't want – he didn't want to eat anymore. And he ate them just to make me happy. Oh. But I, like, he was so stoic and strong. 
that I could just see in his, I saw it in his eyes. I don't want to do this anymore. Like I can't yeah. wipe my own ass. I'm connected to machines. Yeah. Like I'm being told this, I'm done. And yeah. I fully think it was his choice. I fully think mm-hmm. he could have gone on maybe another six months mm-hmm. and he decided. But why? Yeah. I genuinely like, no, he decided. He was such a battler and like seeing both my parents go through so many illnesses my whole life it's all about the mind this yeah. is so strong when you're done you're done and like yeah. and I, I i emphasize this to friends and family members like people all the time that are dealing with mm-hmm. um you know a chronic illness or, or anything just like if you don't if you don't have hope if you don't mm-hmm. have fight in you you don't have you're a, not go, you're literally you're not gonna fucking make it the one thing and, and even then you might not yeah. and that's the thing that makes it difficult to have hope and have fight Absolutely. is like but if you walk i mean my my aunt who has now passed but was kind completely unrelated she like was diagnosed with stage four cancer mm-hmm. stage four not a candidate for surgery you're filled with fucking cancer and she still somehow was like at first she was incredibly depressed and then my mother her sister was like betty you're gonna fucking fight mm-hmm. what do you mean you're gonna give up you're gonna fucking fight and like they bonded and like basically lived together and like they went she went and did chemo and did radiation just kept doing it made it down to stage three became a candidate for surgery was like nearly cancer th- cancer free like if she would have just given up, she would have just given up. No, like it, it, I believe with every fiber of my being that she wouldn't have gotten that far. And then she ended up like, <laughs> then she got a heart attack from the experimental medication. That's awful. It was fucking nuts. Like it, but it was definitely just like, she, but she gave herself like two more years. Absolutely, you can do that, and that's you exactly what. That. Even because my mother and father had such a beautiful relationship. Yeah. Like, because he'd been in and out for so many years, and the nurses all said he's got the last two years because of you. Oh. She just took such good care of him, and she, like, he's a fighter, and she's a fighter, and it was like he held on for her. You also need a support yeah. system. Well, that's a huge part. She of it. knew. She almost when it happened was like he's been holding on for me. He's been here for me. Like, I need to let him go now. Like, it's not fair on him for yeah. him to be in this state. He's just being, like, almost, like, depleted. Did she say that to him? Did she say, like, if you want to go? I don't know what they said because, like, we found out, obviously, before him that he was, like, they were, like, this is it. And mm-hmm. I found out and I was, like, whoa, that's, like, heavy. And he, I'd come in, he would, like, be, like, kind of shocked and, like, wake up from things and obviously was on a lot of drugs to stay off pain and yeah. was, like, am, am I going to die? Am I going to die? And, like, I'm, I would be, like, no, like, you're fine. Like, you're not going to die because, like, who the fuck wants to tell somebody that? Like, yeah. to see your parents scared of dying I, I mean the fear in his eyes was like again he's so yeah. stoic and strong I've never seen that it's before so hard. and so I walked away and my mother was like I'm gonna tell him I'm gonna have this conversation with him and yeah. she said it was quite calm and understanding and went quite well and that's when I said I saw him after and started shoving fucking lutkas down his throat and <laughs> killed the fuck out of him <laughs> <laughs> but he was calm and he was like i'll go if he i never w- have to try another he, yeah lockdown. he was calm he was very like that's what i said i i saw it in his eyes it, yeah. he went out very strong my mother went out that yeah. way we had like a we had a we had a moment where she like i knew that she was scared but like i had what i know was like her last glimmer of hope like when she accepted it it yeah. just went downhill from mm-hmm. there and i and i like there were times before that where she was very close Mm -hmm. and I would have every single time I would have a pep talk with her like before she went into surgery yeah 
she would call me before any surgery. She would need to talk to me the night, even just like, you know, a simple one, like an outpatient procedure. She would talk to me if she was nervous. And sometimes I would be like, stop. Like, you don't need to be nervous. And I was like, why are you nervous? You're fi- it's fine. Mm-hmm. Stop. Not in a way that was like bullying her, but just like like in a connecting Get way. I would space. be like, yeah. you know, you're fine. Yeah. Come on. You're going to I was like, you're going to go in there. You're going to you've done this. How many surgeries have you had? You're going to walk in there. Mm-hmm. You're going to walk out. and You're going to feel silly for being so nervous. And, you know, your nerves are going to be worse than the actual thing. Absolutely. And she's like, you're right. You're right. And then there were a couple times where I was like, I'm going to be honest. I'm nervous as well. Yeah. I'm I and I was very yeah. honest. And then, you know, and there were some moments where you know it was really she was getting really close and she was getting sicker and sicker and I know there were moments where she was like I don't know there were only a few times in her life that she was like I don't know if I'm gonna make it and I would look at her and I would say do you want to yeah do you want to make it the biggest choice of it all is is what they want I was like do you want to fight do you want to fight do you want to live and she would say yeah I want to live and I was like then do it you will fucking then do it that's like honestly what it's up to. just fucking live just do it it's like this is like what we're saying about death but it's in anything Mm-hmm. it's your choice what do you want yeah like what do you want do you and want i knew that? she was done yeah. after my father died and her sister died because she lost everybody except she didn't lose her kids yeah. and she obviously amelia my daughter meant the world to my parents Absolutely. like they were like she was just uh, the apple of their eye like but you know for my mother to lose her sister was her best friend mm-hmm both of her parents and then her husband like back to back yeah. like not even getting through one and then having si- it all six months or less later losing someone else that like That's she just was so much. it was too much it's and too and much. ultimately like they didn't even have a reason for why she died it wasn't the like the illness she'd been battling mm-hmm. that's not what even killed it her sounds like heartbreak it was heart it was heartbreak and and they like they had no real explanation for it other than them being like her hepatology team like her liver people which she had you know she had a uh, cirrhosis of the liver never drank but had cirrhosis of the liver it was nuts she was really fucking bitter about that yeah she's like i didn't even drink enough i could have drunk it all (laughs) she would never talk like this but she was like bitch i (laughs) fucking (laughs) bitch i went all these years treating my body well not looking like a damn fool and then i get fucking cirrhosis of the liver this is fucked no it's not fair (laughs) it's exactly how she gets like lung cancer that hasn't had a ciggy it's like that happened to my grandpa the whole pack Okay. Every day. This is a all right. Yeah. My grandpa. <laughs> that happened also to my grandpa. My my grandpa Harold, who was, I mean, they're not. It's complicated. I was adopted, but before I was adopted, my biological parents. I knew my biological mother until I was five, and then she left. But she was raised in foster care. Her, the, her foster parents were this lovely couple called Carol and Harold. Carol and Harold. Carol and Harold. Say an American accent. Uh, say Carol it. and Harold. Okay, that's was that creepy. N- not, was that it, not American? You sound, it kind of was, but it was like... It was weird. I've got to work on bit that. Like a, also, you like are... Like a Build-A-Bear. Your story is the most... You're the most interesting person I've met. <laughs> you're crazy. I didn't know... You Tell just like more. sprung adoption on me right now. Like we've known each other Adopted. for a bit, but like... There's so much. Just chuck it in. There's too many layers. I don't have the time or energy to even tell people all the stuff. I mean, but you have to write a book. <laughs> I'm gonna have to write a book with like a map. It's gonna be like Game of Thrones, but it's just my fucked up childhood. It's like Lord of the Rings. Like I need to look at the map to understand where I'm at, and it's like this is where you are right now. Yeah, this is where you are. This is like a mall map. You are here. Yeah, you are here. Like you are here right now. Every chapter has to be you are here. You are here. (laughs) (laughs) So Carol and Harold. Carol and uh, Harold. A lovely, lovely, crazy couple that that like 
took in my biological mother and all of her siblings because they were like kicked out of their like their mother okay their father was a firefighter and he was like gone all the time and then their mother was like a drug addict and then while she was high like kicked all of them out of the house while like one of them was still like an infant and they were just like on the streets and so they got taken into foster care and carol and harold these fucking saints took in all of them and they were like you know weird foster home Mm -hmm. you know dynamic shit was fucked for sure but like they took in like three kids that were and then one of them like went with his biological father whatever whatever doesn't doesn't matter anyway so (laughs) doesn't matter so but carol this was a different time and she smoked in the house Mm -hmm. like a goddamn chimney yeah harold never smoked never never but carol when she got like this was the most in your face dose of lung cancer like where she was given six months and then and she was like well there's no point in quitting smoking then no absolutely not absolutely if not you're hearing that i'd be like oh, i'm gonna do it twice as hard. she was like i fucking love smoking and she did she loved smoking loved and she got like a tracheotomy thing like where they cut the little hole in your throat oh she's one of those Is that a tracheotomy i don't know what it's called but i know what you're talking about but she got about. a hole in her yeah. throat and like continued to smoke and i remember like sitting at the table just like staring trying so hard not, not to, to stare look at the hole. it yeah, but like, i'm like oh. i can only look at this hole while like smoke comes out of it and like was just like it's fucking cool. Yeah, like, <laughs> I want one of those. I want one. It's fucking cool. How do you get one of those? I want two mouths. <laughs> another hole. I want. An, I'm sorry. Another hole. Another hole. Yeah, I want more holes. <laughs> Fill all my holes. Get in my hole. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so she. The other thing that I loved is like they had this old cool car. I don't even remember what it was, but it was just like a cool car and like. She would be, when she thought it was time, every time she thought she was, like, gonna die, like, it was a bad episode. I don't know what of. Like, she couldn't breathe or what it was. But, like, they'd be driving her to the hospital, and she'd go through two packs on the way to the hospital. She was like, fuck it. Because she was like, I'm gonna go out doing what I love, bitches, and I'm I'm gonna keep fucking smoking. Love, Carol. So, she is given six months, lives, like, three years dies that's, finally see that's her like perspective on it I'm i know she was just like fuck it. and they're like we like that attitude so we'll give you a couple more i think she like wasn't i don't even know if she did chemo she just was like i'm just i'm gonna do what i gotta do but yeah. like whatever I'm you, the mind is ridiculous what it's, it's stronger than chemo it's str- the mind is, the mind is the mind is stronger, stronger than, than chemo. chemo there's no it's drug true. that can control or be beyond what you've got it's just learning to control your beast i'm worried i mean i'm worried that that's a slightly biased opinion because like i mean chemo is also very important please if you're listening to this i had a mother go through chemo chemo that like my mother did chemo radiation do it if you want to do it my mother had breast cancer when i was i think about 18 or 19 yeah and went through it radiation success and it's been ever ever clear since then but how she did it was legendary like it was almost like it didn't happen like she was she again so strong like my dad had almost died a couple times before then like she thought she was going to be a widow when I was eight so she's like I'm going to be like a widow and I'm not going to have my kids not going to have a dad and all this stuff and um obviously lived on for a lot longer than that and then when my mum got sick like he'd been sick all the time he broke the fuck 
down oh, and she wow. was like are you joking like <laughs> i have been so strong this whole time and he's yeah. weeping like a little Bucket boy bow. like she was like no and then <laughs> when it happened like she got like this gorgeous wig she's got a beautiful like little jufro like a beautiful like little afro and oh. um she got this gorgeous wig would go through chemo, would feel a bit down, obviously. This is what I saw. This is how strong she was. Feel a little bit sick for a couple of days, put on her wig and then just get on with shit. Like it was Whoa. like it wasn't happening. Like I've wow. never seen, like you think it's so sad and like I obviously was like at that age, like 18, 19, where you're trying to avoid shit, you're also that weird age of like coming into the world because you've left school. and yeah. But she was, I, it was like it didn't go on and it was so amazing. And yeah. her mindset of like, no, like this isn't going on. I'm yeah. going to get on with myself. I remember every time she'd have a chemotherapy session, she'd go buy herself something nice. Like she'd yeah. come back with like a Givenchy bag and, and be like, that's my present after this. And like she would just like treat herself get dressed every day never look like shit she would get dressed up to the nines put on a shirt put on her makeup scarf wig and get on with the shit go to the market make a meal it was crazy feel depleted obviously at times then went through radio what incredible self-love to be like i deserve all the good things i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna get myself fully ready which is kind of a spoil like i'm gonna get full i'm gonna do all the things i'm gonna especially when you're feeling like shit think about how when you're like like all i have is when you're depleted after a big night mm-hmm. and you're like oh, I don't want to get up I don't want to see anyone I want to hide in my room I yeah. feel awful it's like 500 times billion worse than that she like gets up puts on her face yeah. so much respect for herself yeah also, and like loved herself loved for being herself, a fighter but I'm like yeah. it probably was a little bit for him not to scare him not to scare me sure, sure, she's sure. like all about everybody else yeah and then but it worked and she battle that and we every year that she gets checked i'm always a little bit scared and no nothing oh amazing it's so amazing oh that's so great and so chemo yes to chemo yes to chemo <laughs> yes to chemo yes to radiation yeah. and also yes to yeah. um fighting like Absolutely. mentally and, and emotionally i think what's the most and, interesting and thing about like cancer like it was breast cancer for me that like the scariest thing is about that kind of cancer is that people lose their hair it's such a vain thing but it's like if you can see people are sick they're sick but when you see people losing their hair people lose their shit like it's such a weird thing and she had a friend go through it recently and um there's like ice caps now that you can like this lady has quite a lot of money so it's like beyond probably what is available to some people but you've got these like skull caps that are iced and you don't have to lose your hair anymore so times are getting better it maybe not all of it but like it's less and so yeah i think that's why people get so scared of cancer is just for the vanity of it which is so stupid because there's so much worse shit that's honestly there's worse shit than cancer is just like everyone's gonna get it in some form of way we can stop it we can make it better but and you can survive it that's i think it's also just not wanting to like forfeit yourself to yeah. this thing yeah and you already have to try so hard not to do that um, because you have this thing that's like threatening your life and you're trying to go about living you're trying to pretend to it's not happening and that's like and a- then when you when you do something like when you go and do something like lose your hair <laughs> when you yeah. when when you lose your hair and i know it's also like when you lose your eyebrows is I mean, even more ma- and not everybody does no and it and it comes in different and i've you know i'm sure we've both known countless people who have like done chemo and done radiation and and they all experience it in different ways but and also it makes a huge difference if you have money it makes difference well, this is it in america it makes say, a difference if you're white it this like, is like they i my mother is we've got like that she's got money yeah that she made herself and her 
one of her good friends was like almost like five to six months ahead of her doing the same thing. They like bonded on the whole experience together. They yeah. were like finding good wig stores and finding Ooh. good eyebrow pens and like <laughs> doing it both like champions, both today looking gorgeous and taking care of themselves and doing Pilates and going for coffees and wines. Like it's like nothing yeah. ever happened. It's it's so bizarre because I guess I was not young, young, but I wasn't old. Yeah. So it was like a blip in time that I don't really know what went on. And yeah. she, she sheltered me a lot from it just out of don't like it was like interesting how she told me she I was finishing school so like when you're in year 12 in Australia it's like your final year you're got to get so many marks to get into whatever universities which is colleges and yeah. it was very casual like I'm going to go in for a surgery I'm going to have something done with my boot it was very light it wasn't what was going on wow. and so she really like tried to subtly tell me she mm. didn't give me the bang of what was going on I eventually figured it out and it it scared me but she was so grateful that she did it that way or do you wish that she'd been a little bit more like forthcoming about her personal experience with it i think because my dad was sick at that time as well yeah he was in hospital in and out so it was already getting a dose but again he had a heart attack and they were not really telling me that that's what had gone on either like they Mm. had limited because i was obviously doing tests and final school exams they were trying not to I guess affect me but like I knew like shit was up I knew people weren't there I knew they were in hospital I didn't quite know what was going on and maybe I didn't want to know what was going on so I kind of respect her for telling me at that age but as um I've gotten older and I obviously have a lot older siblings we've got I've got a half brother and sister that are 14 12 years older than me and then living in America two of us not telling us stuff because she, mm-hmm. like, when he'd go to hospital, being like, I just want to know what's fully going on. But, like, he could have been in there for a week and I didn't know that he was in there and I'm here. Yeah. That was hard. And she, my sisters had that a lot more than me. And I'd be at home and my mum would be, or I would be like, we shouldn't tell her because we don't know. Like, you don't know if it's wrong or if it's bad or what's going on. Like, yeah. why stress her out? Why make her go home? And being on the other side of that when my sister was in America, being like, well, we shouldn't because, we like, right now it's nothing. But then when I became in that situation, I felt it hard like she did. And I mm-hmm. was like, fuck, we should have told her. Or it's, yeah. it's, but you also don't want to stress someone out in a different country because there's nothing you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just going to make I... her feel alone and scared. And that's how I felt. Like mm-hmm. I, there is almost no right or wrong. My mum yeah. thinks she's doing the best thing by sheltering, but sometimes it's not. Yeah. But I mean, we're all just doing the best we can. It's I literally suppose, like that but... kind of thing. Um, I... I'm a mom and have a lot to say about this, but we have to go on a quick break. And then when I get back, I got some things. You got some things <laughs> to talk about. And I'm going to lay it on you. Um, it. I'm just kidding. It's not been intense, but um, all right, we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Okay. Wait, Are we I back? Can't hear yeah, we're anything. back. You can't hear anything? I know the sound. Genuinely? No. Okay. The knob. Turn the knob. I'm. Can you hear anything now? Mm-mm. Hello? Did you break the headphones? Maybe they need to be like... It's okay if I did. Oh, you put on the wrong... <laughs> I found them on this chair. <laughs> you put on the wrong headphones. I didn't even catch it. Oh my it. God, I'm back. Okay, are you back? The, Is it all right? You need to pull it. Yeah, I doubt, yeah, 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 yeah. Realize I... All right. By the time you get your headphones... And our time is up. Thank you for <laughs> thank you again for coming in. <laughs> no, I want to win tickets to Mariah Carey. <laughs> Oh fuck. Um, okay, so my one thing I will say about you know your your parents not fully 
letting you in on the jig mm-hmm. right would that be would that be the no, right thing to say like the jig to, the jig to is a, up to a point yeah to a point um and i i took a lot of the same issues sort of well i was let in on too much when i was a kid though and i think that that did put too much of a burden on me i think so i know it definitely did in fact but it was like across the board it was you know before i was adopted and before I, my mother abandoned me and and like i there was just way too much on my shoulders and stuff but like so aside from all of that though i will say now my daughter's only three and a half and she's had the most insane fucking year she's had a lot go on. she's had a lot go on and i can't i know that i can't protect her from trauma i know that i can't and i wouldn't be doing her any favors if i did I so agree. i do everything i can to just like like with death i was a bit more like upfront about it than I know a lot of parents would be because I, think it's I was not a like wrong thing to do I think it might be a great thing to do well I also think I'm helping her if I can like if I can normalize death a little bit I think it actually might even help her not be so afraid of it I think that's the biggest thing of this all and I think after what I've gone through yeah is normalizing it to my friends who are adults yeah just being like I thought this was going to be the scariest shit of my life guess what it fucking wasn't, it wasn't. like it is fucking. I mean, oh, I mean it age, broke it, me. Yeah, it, it broke it, oh, me. Oh, it broke my heart. Yeah, but it wasn't the end of the world. And I that, mean, life moves on. That, like, but I didn't have grandparents, so I didn't even have like a. I didn't, you didn't have grandparents. I didn't, my all my they grandpa- passed before you way before me. Wow. So it was like I and I used to think this as a kid, thinking I'm so lucky. This is how I thought that I didn't have them because I didn't have to lose them. So I thought not having But can having you imagine things, never getting to meet your grandkids? I I'm, I think it's so sad. I think so sad. that I might be in that situation again. I really? think because I, I, ha- I have older parents. I've lost yeah. one already. I did too. I have me. You're in that situation. Yeah. My parents were had that. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm for that. Like it's just like, you know, like we're in a great position being older, being able to support me and I had all these great things like private school and like mm-hmm. whatever I wanted and stuff but I didn't get that thing and I would have yeah. like there's a day in Australia at my school called grandparents day mm-hmm. so I didn't have a grandparent but I would um bring my it's it's weird because I my mom is a step mom to my brother and sister but they've oh, also got a mom yeah. so I would call her auntie Annie Mm-hmm. She's not technically an auntie, but I would bring her, and we we're very close. Oh, that's yeah. really it, great! It, it was super, what an amazing dynamic between your parents. It was super beautiful, and yeah. I got to bring this other woman that was very much in my life, and um, she would come to Grandparents Day. Yeah. So I, I had someone, and someone I loved, and I knew very closely, and that would be there for birthdays and Christmases, and yeah. I wasn't, I didn't feel alienated. It was just different. Yeah, and yeah, she was yeah. like obviously gorgeous and super young, so <laughs> it, it was kind of confusing because everyone else is like, arr, 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 and yeah. this like gorgeous like kind of yeah. like woman <laughs> comes in and helps me paint and do all those things. So it was it's always been different. But it I've was done like, Grandparents Day for my friends' kids yeah. before. I think um, and give, I loved it. I no, fucking loved it, and I great. I did feel a little out of place. But like getting all the like undeserved grandparents gifts for like I went to my friend's kid. Um, goes to Buckley, mm-hmm. which is yeah. like this insane, like, I don't, School. it's like Harvard. For, it's, a, it's actually Harvard for it's child. It's fucking yeah. nuts. Like, not to talk shit on Buckley, but like, no, thank you. But like. We don't hate you, Buckley. We don't hate you, Buckley, but I'm not interested. But like, 
um <laughs> maybe i'll change my mind i'm not there yet i don't know it just it seemed really really intense but my friends uh their daughter goes there and she's the daughter of um two immigrants mm-hmm. so she her grandparents she does have grandparents but they're not in the country and so she they like asked me Would to go come? in for grandma's yeah. day and i just like almost cried and was like yeah yeah i'll go I think of course the I'll most go. important thing is that there's someone there regularly and i had yeah. her there regularly and she would come on that day for me and yeah. i loved it i was proud and excited and she was that person for me i think when you're a kid too yeah. like non-traditional stuff can be quite exciting I, I i didn't care as a parent you're so concerned with like yeah. i mean i'm not but i know that a lot of people are so concerned with like breaking the mold of like you want your kids to have like the nuclear family or whatever but like fuck the nuclear family i was adopted by people that like you know were two generations up it was my biological grandmother and her husband Mm -hmm. and they adopted me and they were always older and sometimes it was weird and sometimes I had to over explain stuff but I didn't know I was lacking like all the things that yeah I didn't know any different I didn't know any different I like didn't have grandparents but I had an auntie Annie so I didn't know that it was weird I didn't feel weird and I never had to explain myself people just Mm. knew and I was happy like it, it yeah. didn't have to, it was nothing care. more than yeah. happy and then someone was there I think that's the biggest thing with children like if there is a lack of a parent or lack of a grandparent or if someone's there it mm-hmm. actually doesn't matter you it's just being in. seen and I was very seen and I felt very loved by my parents and this other person who's my brother and sister's mother and she loved me just the same yeah yeah I, I so here's the case that i'll make though for like when you were in high school and like your parents weren't fully communicative with you is like yeah. with amelia she's again three and a half tiny tiny, tiny. so fucking smart She's been through so much already and I was so, I was very, very clear with her. Like I wanted her to stare death in the eye. I Mm -hmm. wanted her to see, not like personally, Mm. but I wanted her to see it for what it was. And the only way that she could connect to it is like by seeing her papa, who was like the person, like her third in line for Mm -hmm. favorite person. Totally. Me, her dad, and then her papa. Uh And then he died and I, you know, I, I, he died in his sleep and I laid next to his body and I was brave. he was in his bed so brave and I just you. laid next to him for like Very hours brave. and then finally I got up and was like I'm ready for Amelia to come in and then we came in and we talked about it and she was there for the funeral and I wanted to hold her while they closed the casket so she could see his body get closed in and then I wanted her to like watch the casket go into the ground and I did all of that that like I didn't even need for myself. I didn't probably need to see the casket, but her little brain, like I didn't know to how well she needed to see his body go because I do believe in the sentimental value of you a human what? body. My biggest thing with what I've gone through is that how people are have a reception with death. I think it isn't a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It is fucking life. Yeah. We cannot change it. We cannot control it. Yeah. That it is such a like for my father there wasn't a funeral there wasn't any of that there wasn't? it was a party he was oh. a caterer and a party he was basically great gatsby like <laughs> i'm not even joking i used to think it was so outlandish being his daughter like why does every like holiday have to be 
camels and hovercrafts and caterers and what it was uh, you did the, not have a camel there was cam he loved lawrence of arabia it's his favorite film so he'd have a party themed it was lawrence of arabia everyone's coming in like the silks and there was like the right food and we, the silks. yeah it, it, it was it was silks. a crazy life to grow up in like i thought what is this family like i when i moved into my last house in la we had so many parties that would be a thump, thump. Dun, dun. And I was like, oh, that feels comforting to me. That's like oh being a kid. God. Knowing there's a party going outside my room. Yeah. The most social humans were my mother and father. So many parties themed. Everything was themed. And it was crazy. Like to the extent of anything, they were caterers. So yeah. it was all the food, all the experience, everything. And I thought this man and woman are crazy why can't we just have a birthday that's like a cake and dinner when i'd have my birthday say what do you want to do and i say i want to have like thai takeaway and just like sit together i don't want to go out and have anything fancy i want it to be so normal and sit alone just because it was so abnormal and then when he passed i thought fuck you did it right yeah he fucking lived it right (laughs) it was everything was so extravagant. Knew yeah. what I did for his funeral. He didn't want a funeral. He wanted to be cremated in a party. We had this big blowout. It was gorgeous. And I... They cremated call, and a party. And a party. Not in... Actually, like what he genuinely wanted, which is fucking hilarious, right. in his will at one Hit point me. was yeah. um to be set up in a casket covered in French champagne and everyone danced around him. And my mother was like, that's morbid as fuck. Don't do that. I don't want that. Like, please don't make me do that. So it got changed. But he just, like, loved. Your mom's a real snooze. No yeah, offense. No. <laughs> but then on his, like, we had a massive party for him. That's All his good. best friends together at our family home. And um, I organized. His nickname was The Viper because he, when he said something, it stung. He's like a bit of a cut in that way. He was a sharp man. And I got a snake charmer to come, like a sexy snake charmer. And she was like in burlesque. And so everyone's like crying and like eating food. And then this like lady came out with this python around her neck and like sexy dance. And all the boys, because he was like such a boys man, they'd have Friday lunch for 40 years. Every Friday they'd get together. (laughs) Obviously no one had a real job. I don't understand how that worked. But they'd get together, get fucked up every Friday. And then all those boys were screaming and this woman came out with a snake on her sexually dancing they loved hot women oh my god and that was yeah it was it was like and they were like the viper lives on oh my god he was so extra so extra like to be around someone so extra to live with someone so extra i thought he was crazy yeah but then when he passed i thought it all makes sense. Yeah. I thought he was crazy as a and kid. And then I thought, you literally live beyond your means. Like, mm. not that much money. He acted like he had the most money. Yeah. But he just wanted to please and have the best experiences and have the best drinks and have the best time. And yeah. everyone loved him. He told the best jokes. And he lived life to the fullest. There's no regret in that. And I just saw yeah. someone live his 74 years to everything come from nothing and have everything and love and be the best and he gave me the best love i've ever experienced so i will forever have that so i feel cool about it yeah shit um also i think like the like the reason why that probably clicked like certainly something that clicked for me when my parents died was like 
people with dead parents live life a little bit differently. Like oh, there's, a, you, I, I'd lost people. Like I'd lost people my whole life and I'd lost my grand, I'd lost people that I was close to, close family members. Something about losing your parents or a parent. It's like a when, the minute I lost my father, I was like, thing. it changes absolutely the way that you go about life. You're Everything like, holy, you always hear that it's short and you can understand the concept of that. But when you see it, when you stare at it and it's your own parent, you're like, Oh my God, we are literally like just a... We're just little fabric, like little flowing in the wind. It's it's nothing. nothing. It means nothing. nothing. It means nothing, but it's okay that it means everything to you. Like depression makes you feel like, oh, none of this matters. But like... But then it's like... But then you're like, but but just fucking do it then. Just like if if nothing matters, then then let everything matter. But that's exactly the best thing about it. Like it's like... Everything matters. Nothing matters. Yeah. There they are. Now they're gone. Yeah. What do you do with it? It's like a, it's like time stands still. Yeah. But just what be here you, and do it big. But the thing is, like, I didn't have that grandparent experience, so mm-hmm. I was like, I'm fucked. Like, <laughs> I, well, I felt bad about being so close to my father. I was yeah. like, I fucked it. I'm because I hadn't lost a grandparent. I never knew them. Yeah. I was like, I feel bad about being best friends with my dad. It's more than a dad. It was my friend. Yeah. And I was like, I got too close to this person mm-hmm. and I'm going to lose him. And I fucked this. Some people, I have their dad's their dad, but this dad was my friend. Yeah. And I was like, I fucked it. I, I'm going to lose something more than people lose. Yeah. I will die when he dies. Yeah. I won't survive when he dies. What will I do? Mm-hmm. How will I be? It was the complete opposite. It was, I like I felt like I gained armor. I felt like I gained like strength. I was like I am him. I didn't I had a housemate that I lived with, Alexandra, and she had lost her father at 26, the exact same age that I lost my father. And she's like he's here with me. I can feel him and I was like as much as I'd like to understand and believe that I didn't. I was like, "Yep, cool. Like I'm not hippy dippy. I'm not fucking religious. She's yeah, not either, yeah. but I just like her spirit with it. I just thought, "No, you're wrong. Like I don't believe yeah. it." But you're not going to always say that you're just going to be like if if you're yeah, like sure. if that's what you believe, that's, that's what you great believe. for you. But if that's what makes you feel li- better, great. Like, when it happened, yeah. I don't want to even say the word literally because it's not literally. Like <laughs> <laughs> when it happened, it was like putting on like this big backpack. Yeah. Of safety. And yeah. like I had like ammunition to fight and I felt full and I felt covered, ready to do everything that I ever wanted to do. Yeah. And he was actually, because I had been living away from him for two years and he was quite ill, stronger than ever. And I felt him more with me than ever. And I wow. was like, and I'm like, again, not spiritual, not religious. But that pain is gone. Like him, like the pain he was going through, that's totally, gone. Totally, it's gone. That's it was lifted. Like, it was like, he's here and yeah. he's here to fight with you. Yeah. And I felt so, like, I felt so strong. And I felt almost so bad for people that didn't know. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, you don't know that, like, this is what can come from it. You And I have, like, obviously a mother who's so strong from it all. And there's so much sadness that comes after it. There was so much sadness before it. But even talking about it, I can feel the weight on me. And Mm -hmm. it's crazy. He is fucking here. Yeah. And I know it sounds insane because I'm not that person. 
but I'm, I'm I I totally I like I'm not like, I'm not a religious I'm person. Not a person. I'm not I'm not even like in exceptionally spiritual. Like no. I think I'm kind of like a connected. Something about giving birth made me very like made me oddly spiritually connected to mm-hmm. the earth. Like something about me you made felt me feel yourself, like root. It sounds something. insane. And I said exactly I was like I this feel is insane. insane. I feel insane. I feel saying insane. This. I feel like, like it's not real. But I also I think I really get like there was something that my mother said to me after he died and she was like, you know, like you like you were the closest person to him like she was of course like she's his wife i mean but it's a different thing but she was just like he you know you were she was he was so close to you i mean i was adopted but he but he doesn't matter but it doesn't matter but i am like we were so close and so similar and especially in recent years like we i mean he had my daughter's name tattooed on him he like never got he was so against tattoos and he like he knew and but we were yeah we were so the same person and it wasn't only it wasn't until i was an adult like everybody had always said like oh you're so much like your mother like my my adopted Mm -hmm. mother like you're so much like her you're so much like her and then as i was adult i was like oh my god no i'm not i am i'm I'm my papa i am am my papa through and through like he's like glass of amaretto i'm glass of scotch he's like i'm frustrated so i'm gonna go fix some stuff and i'm like i'm it's, I, like, it's not blood type it's surroundings it's and it's surroundings. like what you see what you feel what you what your nurture is yeah it's and also huge. his like morals the way that like when i spoke at the funeral um i, I like something that i i mean i obviously you know i wrote his eulogy and we did all of that and we did all the things You're very strong and i You're very strong and i was like um you know i was like the most important thing I think that he ever taught me was that like the greatest gift I could ever give somebody is my time. hundred percent. And like, n- I, like I, I didn't feel a lot of like value mm-hmm. outside of what he taught me. Cause I w- actually, my mother was like pretty misogynistic and a lot of the things that she tried to like do. Yeah, yeah. But he, like he, I mean, he's the one who taught me how to like, you know, do construction. <laughs> and like and it was in great those trade. lessons that great trade first of all great uh trade. need me to build a house got you covered love that fantastic Want um that. i'm i think i'm an investment Any in guy? an apocalypse love team that. yeah no um it. yeah if this is if, if we're talking apocalypse i think i have a lot to offer i'm excited to be around you yeah zombies <laughs> come get up get up here i can build a house i can do first aid i have a crossbow uh, i want you with the next earthquake <laughs> thank LA. you i'm around <laughs> People just start showing up at my house. Guys, like, there's a 5.0. F- we don't need to freak out. <laughs> I'm like, it's just a 7. It's, <laughs> it's going to be seven. an 8. <laughs> um, oh, the thing I never got to say. Wait, okay. Two things I didn't mm-hmm. get to say before was, one, because Amelia's been through so much, like, it's hard sometimes. Like, I'm, I feel myself mm-hmm. not walking on eggshells, but being really delicate with, like, how much I tell her now. Absolutely. Because she's already been through so much. Yeah. Like, I didn't shield her largely from a lot of what she was going through because I was like, she deserves to know and she deserves to see human emotion. I hid, like, my insane, insane lows from yeah. her and the, in you know, the, the you know, top of my emotions. Mm-hmm. But, like, still showed her sadness, did not, like, hide her from that. But now it's, like, 
Oh parent. my God! Yeah. Fuck! It, it's it, but it's, it's be- but I don't even know if I'm helping her, like saving her I from think, anything. I'm just like I can't handle continuing to watch you hurt. I, think I can't it's do good it. To show a side, and I think what I have been again, like Amelia is a bit younger than I was at eight, so yeah. I was yeah, eight when sure. so, like shit started happening. She gave me a little bit, like she wouldn't like not let me come into the hospital. Like I would come yeah. into the hospital and see my father, and yeah. I would have a glimpse and an idea of what was going on and, like, uh, aware of uh, someone not being there at times. Like I said, it was a birthday and I was like, where is daddy? And he's like, he's in hospital. And I I knew he wasn't there. I knew things weren't good to an extent. And there was a sadness but an awareness. And it was very slight, to be honest, but it was still there. It wasn't a complete ignorance. And it went up till I was 18. And she made me almost more ignorant when I was older. She would try and hide more as I got older. That's what I'm saying is like, I, I, like I started out when Amelia, you know, I started out being so upfront. And then now I'm just like, oh my God, I can't, I can't, I'm hurting so much. And like, and it, because I'm your mommy, like I, I'm tapped out, man. I I watched that kid go through losing her parents and then losing her daddy, like her grandparents, her grandparents, and th- my parents. Sorry, my gra- my parents, her grandparents, and then like her dad. And if no one can hear on this podcast, she's a little fucking legend. <laughs> she's the fucking like coolest. she is beyond us. But like she's she's but maybe, amazing. But maybe she is because of this. Like partly, maybe sure. we should have all heard the truth. Like maybe children are more capable of what we think. They are sponges. She's That's why so they capable. can learn languages earlier. Maybe mm. if we told them what the fuck's actually going on, it might be a little bit easier later on. Yeah, like I certainly is, think like I think her so. connecting that grandma and papa are dead like Mm -hmm. it's i think it's one i think if i hadn't done that i would have actually been cheating their memory because it would have been like they just disappeared but i told you my fear i said i'm happy i didn't have grandparents because i don't have to lose them this thought process was like kind of a bit upset like i was like oh everyone's got those but i don't have to like watch them die like that's how i thought and then i also always had older parents so i always knew my parents are going to die before all my friends yeah because i always had the older parents parents. were the same same age as yours and then i always knew i'm going to have to go through this before anyone and then you know what happened and i'm still fucking here and i'm still fucking happy and i'm all i have is to um except that I had beautiful love around me mm. and that I also can give love to the next person that goes through it. Yeah. And I feel nothing but happy about the whole situation because it's not in my control. It wasn't my decision. It yeah. was just something that you go through and that I had support and love, that I understand it and that I may be able to help someone else. I feel wonderful about it. Yeah. Because like, people are going to go through it. Yeah. And they might go through it really late. Or really early. And mm. I just think that you can, I think being strong and understanding that someone else you care about is going to go through something that you understand, I feel powerful to help. And I want to yeah. help people. And I think that's crazy that you could. It's like a breakup. Yeah. Like I didn't go through relationships really late. So I had my girls there being like, we understand why you disappeared or why you hurt right now. And they were there. And I was like, thank mm. God you're here because this is so bad. And now yeah. I'm like, I can do that for others. Because I had older parents mm-hmm. and because I had a sister with special needs, I tried to wrap my head around Absolutely. losing these people. No matter how much mm-hmm. you prepare yourself, no. it like I, sometimes wrong. feels like it didn't 
save me from a god one single goddamn pain. It like doesn't. It, it's it's just and one I, of those like almost like mathematical things that's just wrong. I ex- I experienced some of the numbness that you felt that you described, but it took me a while to feel it. Like I. I grief is a fucking beast. I I've it's like always the most been interesting beast. I've it's the most interesting beast. Fought. I'm the most like I'm the most self aware like analytical fucking person. Not the most is that like in no, terms but of you're like pretty fucking compared good. to no, everyone. You, no, you're pretty fucking good. And I've <laughs> only known you for like about three months now, but you're pretty fucking on point. Pretty on point. You're pretty on point. Thank you. But I would like to say I am like the happiest motherfucker you'll meet. Just even when I'm happy, I'm fucking sad. I'm still fucking happy. Like I'm like weirdly happy. It's just my nature. It's just how I wake up. I sleep very fucking well. I'm very fucking lucky. My mother's the same. It's like I think it's mostly about sleep. Can sleep whenever wake up my disposition from a baby has been the same it's all smiles i'm so lucky she lost my mother lost both her parents at 26 she's still the happiest motherfucker i've ever seen i have gone through a little bit not the same but still the happiest motherfucker like i'm lucky that i just have this it's nothing more than just how i wake up but so you so you don't have like I I would obviously like I'm parenting in the morning doing mm-hmm. all the things and I would drop Amelia off at school and often just go like not even make it it wasn't planned but I knew myself and I knew I wasn't going to make it like six blocks without just like needing to pull over because I would just like burst into tears like oh it was God. like this pent up thing thing and I just would like so you don't experience that you don't like you don't just like all at once all of a sudden because I'll just like smell someone. I'll just smell something, no, something and then I just like, and I just, the other, it happened yesterday. I'm, yeah. I'm like, like it's, it's momentary. I'm a depressive, yeah. I have a depressive personality, but I'm actually like a quite a happy person overall. And I was like, also just in the right environment, I was like, I love grocery stores. I, I fucking lo- love I'm, this jam's cute. Grocery stores. No. I, like, I, but and, I was like yeah. walking through the grocery store, getting my shit, getting fucking couscous, getting all my things, like and then couscous. Make that for me later. Couscous. Mm, getting all my, mm, getting all my things. Twenty uh, percent off on wines at the grocery store. It's a party. It's a party. <laughs> it's a fucking party. <laughs> I'm happy. My sister's there. It's chill. And then um, she, like, the only time we weren't with each other, she was on the other side of the store. And this is my sister that we were adopted together. It was just the two of us. Even though I've, like, it's four of us all together, but two of us were raised together. We were adopted together. And Amber, she's 16 months younger than me. So we're quite close in age, but, like, polarly different personalities. But she was, like, on the other side of the store. And I, like, went to go grab something. Vegan butter is what I went to go grab. Vegan butter. I went to go get vegan butter like a fucking asshole. I love it. And Lassons. <laughs> and um and all of a sudden like this song comes on. And it just threw you. And I was like so happy go lucky. Like I oh love watching God, people. I love watching this. people try to find things, like like and and making up a whole story in my mm-hmm. head about their shit. Why are they why are they there? You're, what are they looking for? People ask me for stuff. So, also it's called sundering. 
You sundering. were sundering. And while I was sundering you around. Were sun- it's like when oh, you're in a is, car yeah. and you look at someone else and go, why are you here? What are you doing? Sundering. It's the What's accept- your purpose? It's yeah. sundering the, uh, the acceptance yeah. that other people are living yeah. life, life in the same. Life in their same- own thing and the yeah. same lane, but yeah. why? Yes. I sunder I sunder through the grocery store. I and then this the fucking. Cars. I'm literally, like my face. Yeah. Obviously it's a podcast. People can't see my face. But like, I'm, you know, like pretty chipper walking around the store. And then the sun comes on and I'm just like. My entire face sinks. Like that's the beauty of music. Oh my god! And I just Incredible. like walk up to Amber with like tears in my eyes, yeah. and I'm just like, I fucking miss. I miss our parents. And you miss. Them. I miss them yeah. so much. It's like the weirdest triggers. It's it's unexplainable sometimes. One yeah. word, one lyric can change it all. Yeah. I guess that's what I was wondering. Is yeah. if like even though you're like such a happy person totally. and you feel them with you and you like. I think that's such a beautiful thing, but no, I, but but I think even then you still feel oh absolutely the like yeah the it you I feel, feel like the loss crush the it's, loss it's, is it's just the, like the loss of conversation and mm. like I'll have like epic dreams mm-hmm. and he's there and it's like he's there but I can't talk to him yeah like he's like there mm-hmm. and I can't say anything it's this looming person that I can't speak to yeah but he's not gone and I think that's how I still feel in life he's not gone yeah I just can't connect with him and it I think that, I, that makes sense that makes sense I think about sometimes in like life and death is in, is in like moments of overlapping lifespan yeah and it's kind of a fucked up way that like the yeah. earth exists that our universe exists but like something that reminds me of what I that's what I tell my daughter yeah. and even when when like my my father, my papa, when he was like laid there, and I like thought about what I was gonna say to her when I was laying next to his body, and I was like thinking about how I was gonna approach this with her. Can't believe you did that, by the way. I know. When I was like laid next to him, I was like, "What do I say to my baby girl? What do I say to her? Like, she loves him so fucking much. She talks about him more than she talks. Ooh, me too. We're we're drinking whiskey, everybody. Is it little Glenn fitting? By the way, um, and my the thing that I settled on was like. He's, you know, I explained death. I explained that he was dead. And then I was like, but you know what? We can always visit him in our dreams. Yeah. No, but the thing we can is, see him in our dreams. Like, and that's what she does. And sometimes when she really misses him, she'll be like, I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to see Papa. And I'm like, okay, you tell him I said hi. That's like when I lived with my girlfriend, Alexandra Cronin, and she'd lost her father at the same age. Like yeah. I'd only met her maybe a year or so after. And I thought, like, yeah, like, I, I, to live with her, I thought, thank God, I can ask you questions about my fears. And she mm-hmm. was so there for me. And I was so scared about talking about it to anyone. I didn't want to admit this was a fear in my life. And she'd just gone through it. And I would see her get sad sometimes, but she was so super strong mm-hmm. that I'm like, well, she's okay. And she can continue on being the gorgeous woman she is, that she's all right. But then we lived together, obviously. So I see her get sad. And I was like, I'm scared to get sad like that. Yeah. But she just told me this thing like, he's there and i just fucking didn't believe her yeah. i just yeah. thought you're bullshitting like this is so like it's she's also not airy fairy like she's so fucking matter of fact and i should have known that at the time but i yeah. just thought you you're almost living a dream like you sound like you're talking about like a god or something as soon as it fucking happened bang Bam. here he is yep a coat, like a jacket. It's like the invisibility cloak in Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> no, it felt like that. I felt he's here. Yeah. I know he's here. Or I can feel he knows. Oh, I have this strength. And she mm-hmm. was like 100% right. And I 
hate myself for not believing her mm-hmm. because I know her person. She's incredible. But I just thought that's not that that's, can't be real. But that's real. not disbelief. It's just like if you can't just, sometimes it, if you can't connect to something. It, but it doesn't sound real. And like yeah. I hope that anyone that hears this and that is scared because I was so fucking scared. I was yeah. so fearful at this moment. Um, like this was the scariest point in my life, mm-hmm. and I had this gorgeous girl that was so strong next to me saying these things that I just thought maybe you're just too strong and Mm -hmm. you don't know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and maybe you're and she said her dad was her best friend so I was like well I don't I just didn't like it was literally like someone telling you about like magic yeah yeah, like it was like a magic thing and I it's fucking true I, yeah. it nothing has been more fucking true mm-hmm. than that i feel like a invisibility cloak has been <laughs> upon me to make me strive and feel strong and feel connected and because i have lived away from him for the past few years i feel like stronger than when he was alive so that's fucking crazy that's nuts but also, yeah. you know, when you're really close to somebody, you, like, hurt for their pain. Yeah. No, totally. That's Here's, a huge part of it, right? You, like, hurt yeah. that they're hurting. Hurting that they're hurting. That's true love. Yeah. That's seriously, like, the truest love there can be is, like, feeling happiness for yeah. someone else's happiness and feeling hurt for somebody else's hurt. And, like, you obviously had that connection with we him. We were, like, so close that when I, like, that's me in L.A., but when I was living in New York, I had, like, this two-night thing where I'd be out all the time drinking getting like fucked up having good times and I like one night I was like I've got to go home I've I just feel really anxious and I don't feel anxious I'm just just not my person yeah I was like I've got to go home I need to lay in bed and it like went on for two days and I was like I feel weird I don't know I messaged my mom being like hey how are you which is like such a like weird conversation you'd have imagine having with your housemate or a good friend it's like it's like an awkward sentence hey how are you she was like um okay might need to call you in a bit and I was like hey what's going up and there's like a three in the morning for me she's like oh your dad's been in the hospital for three days and I was like and I fucking knew and I was like I'm that connected that I fucking knew and I had said to my housemates, I don't have an intuition. I always get into like weird situations with boys. Like I'm like, I do not have no, intuition. No, I don't have an intuition. I'm like, I get into crazy places and I'm like, fuck, I should have known not to be in here. Like I thought like I didn't, ha- I know I just fu- didn't fucking listen. It was the first time I'd fucking listened. Mm-hmm. I heard her. I felt her. I knew, booked a plane the next day home. And Amazing. it was it was a bad situation with him. It was one of the fatal times that wow. one of five. It was like yeah. you know six years later that he but died, but it was like one of the first that I thought, wow, this mm. is gonna be. But I fucking knew, yeah, like my gut knew, and I didn't. Like I said, I'm like I don't got one of those. I had one of those. I just didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to hear it in my all my like little slutty experiences <laughs> or fucking whatever I was doing, being <laughs> little casual banter. <laughs> Um, uh, no. Holy shit! Yeah. Um, well, on that note, we have to go, we have to go. We gotta go. All this built up to was ended on maybe a casual some... band hoe. Oh my god! <laughs> sorry, mom. Because really dad's dead. <laughs> so sorry, mom. But um, dad would be slightly proud. <laughs> Um, I would have loved your dad. I think that is... He's a Gatsby of type. Yeah, I identify with it. I love themed parties. Nah, he's like a catch me if you can. 
That's pretty cool, man. He's like just any Leo movie. Just a big liar. Every Leo, just a big liar. Just a big party boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you for coming on and sharing all your painful bullshit. With it's ye me. painful, but ye beautiful. Ye painful, beautiful bullshit. Thank you for having me here, you um, beautiful bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and I'm sorry for your loss. I'm very sorry for double loss. Double loss. But I'm happy to be here with you on this loss. Yeah, I'm glad we found each other. Same way. <laughs> We're going to drink right now, so. Adioso, <laughs> amigos. <laughs> I'm ending this now. Hello, my sweet little angels. This is Brie Helders. Thank you so much for listening to My Dead Parents, hosted by me and produced by Julia Meltzer. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts and keep with us on Instagram at MyDeadParents. If you have any questions or input, you can also email us at MyDeadParentsPodcast at gmail.com. Bye! Campfire.